Well, good morning. I'm Jim McGinnis, and uh, this little excerpt is called Epilogue, and um, it's related to uh, something I recently completed uh, on my podcast, uh, Stories We Can Tell, and it's a back porch reading of Tending to the Past. It's cut into 16 segments, so you can listen at your leisure. For a few years now, the book has been available not only on hard copy and Kindle, but also on Audible. But I felt that I needed to share tending to the past in my own voice, in all its crude and rustic splendor. There are all sorts of other things I'd like to write about and talk about and think about, for crying out loud. But before I moved on, I thought I owed you this version of tending. Um, In case you're not sure about it, it's a novel, a collection of essays, and even uh, some selected poems. Um, Writing a book wasn't on my bucket list. Um, Hell, I hope my best writing is yet to come. Uh, But in this case, I wanted to write an important book, a serious book about some things that needed saying. And um, as I've said before, uh, the purpose of publishing was not for you to buy it, but to have you read it. Of course, if you do buy it, I'm obliged. I do it for the love, but I'm not above the money. I think that's a Willie Nelson quote. Of all the things that... Jim Lepper taught me in my life. Maybe to beat the devil is one of the most memorable. It certainly had one of the most lasting impacts on me. He insisted that I commit uh, Christopherson's song to memory, and that I did. And you still can hear me singing to the people who don't listen to the things that I am saying, hoping someone's going to hear And I guess I'll die explaining how the things that they complain about are things they could be changing, praying someone's going to care. Somewhere along the way, I discovered that the circumstances surrounding my efforts to write were also important. Um, And they sort of took on a life of their own in this book. The narrative is actually a story about writing the book, standing in its own context. Um, A few of you uh, have expressed curiosity about the characters in the narrative, especially Ray, Jody, and of course Quinn. Well, I finished their story, um, but I haven't quite gotten around to publishing a sequel of the narrative at least. I don't know about you, but I've been pretty busy with family and friends, <laughs> boat, and of course I'm still teaching, uh, trying to get it right. As much as I prefer to write about other things, perhaps less dense subjects, I feel compelled to share with you the American idea, the American story. It's too important, too valuable to be shelved in the reference section and left there, to be isolated from where it lives and breathes with us. 
And that's why I wrote the way I did. I was trying to tell the truth, or as much as I know, from both a literal and figurative perspective. The essays now? <laughs> what I've got to say is nothing new, but simple reminders of things we may have forgotten, willfully or accidentally. Things that need to be said right now, over and over again. Yes, there is surely more to the story, but folks are shocked by the history that they don't know. I am all for you, my fellow citizens, to combat historical illiteracy and become history detectives, but you can't start out on third base. You must begin at the beginning. And there is more than the founding principles, but that is to say that the house is more than the foundation. There is more, but there certainly isn't less. So, because we do not know what we do not know, we are vulnerable to lessons other than the truth. Because we don't know what we have here in America, we are vulnerable to truths misrepresented and misunderstood. And I can think of few things more dangerous to a republic. Both sides to every argument, it seems, seem prone to hearsay, rumors, and unverifiable information. They cherry-pick facts out of context. Each side seems blinded to the greater truths. And each side is confident, walking with the assurance of sleepwalkers. You know, nothing in the stream of human history led directly to the American idea, a country based on human equality and freedom. We went beyond human history and appealed to human nature. Frost said, all men are created free and equal. That's a hard mystery of Jefferson's. What did he mean? Of course, the easy way is to decide that it simply isn't true. It may not be, I heard a man say so. But never mind, he got it planted where it will trouble us a thousand years. How did such flawed humans, many with flawed motives, make such an extraordinary thing, such as the Constitution? Isn't that always the question, every day in America? How do such imperfect beings create such near-perfect things? It is a hard mystery. American history can be brutal and savage, but through it, there are stories of men and women who are trying to be better than we are, trying to build things bigger than we are. The purpose of tending to the past is not to tell the story, but to passionately declare that there is much more to the story than we are allowing ourselves to know and to discover. Hell, I'm learning more every day. It's no load to carry. As I said in the introduction, so few of us actually 
choose to be Americans. I have a special affection for those who become Americans. Most of us were born into it without the slightest clue of our good fortune. This fact is not as clean and clear as I may like it to be. Um, many had ancestors kidnapped and brought here. Many others were conquered and driven off their lands. But still today, here, we don't know what we have here. Of all those born into this world, we get this place. Not Auschwitz, not North Korea, not Pol Pot's Cambodia, not the Middle Passage of the 17th century, not face down in a ditch of a third world country. As fate would have it, my ancestor escaped the Irish famine and made it here, while others lay dead on the side of the road in Munster with grass in their mouths. A few months ago, I spoke on resentment and how it permeates our society. Feelings of being overlooked, slighted, ignored, marginalized, and disrespected. It's a driving force in American politics. The view that others are undeserving of what I have so rightfully earned. No matter how we got here, we're all undeserving. We are all incredibly lucky, blessed, and fortunate compared to those left behind. History reminds us of that. So in the interest of gratitude, how about giving a little more than we get? No matter how we got here, the challenge is the same. More freedom, more tolerance, less degradation, less resentment, less malice. There is an essential need for each of us to know the story, to get to tending to our past, the good, the bad, and the ugly. So if you have an inclination, the book can be found on Amazon and other fine establishments. Or just join us on the back porch readings and stories we can tell. Maybe you just want to look into Gary Wills, Doris Kearns Goodwin, David McCullough, Randy Brown. Or, better yet, sit down with some Jefferson, Lincoln, and Madison. Well... As my granddaughter would say, that is enough. Fair winds. <laughs>